Amen, amen. God bless you. How are you? Good, good. Bless you. Uh, let's talk about you need not be afraid of them. You need not be afraid of them. I don't know how many of you saw this, but in the Lord of the Rings, J.R. Tolkien writes that the power of Sauron is still less than fear makes it. The whole idea of people who have a little power is to make other people who don't have power think they have more power than they have. And that way you can be afraid of them. And the more fear you have, the more afraid of them you are. And this is what the devil wants to do. He wants to convince us that he is more powerful than he really is. And this is to scare us. Uh, and I want you to know, and I've said this before, the devil is not all powerful. He is not God. He is simply trying to invoke fear so that we will listen to him and obey him. And in Second Chronicles 20 and 15, it says, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And this is what God wants us to understand. When you get into something, and, and we all do. I mean, we're human beings. All our feet are made of clay. God is right there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And he will fight our battles. Now, will we have to fight some battles? Yes. But God will be right there leading us, guiding us, giving us peace, giving us comfort, giving us direction. And so we don't need to be afraid when things happen in our life that are contrary to goodness, that are contrary to peace and love and joy, because that's the world we live in, huh? And, and, and the Bible, the word of God says over and over and over again, do not fear. When you see that, that's, the, that's God speaking to you. Do not fear. Angels throughout the Bible spoke to men telling them, do not fear. Told Mary, do not fear. Told Moses, do not fear. It go over and over again, one after the other, it told people. And you know why the angels said that? Because they wanted them to know, I'm God, or I'm from God, and you don't have anything to worry about. But the devil wants us to fear. Huh? And why? Because fear guts us of our strength. See, you, can, you can't function well if you're scared. And that's what the devil wants. This, this is real big. I don't want you to miss this, but I want you to understand something like the title of the message. You need not be afraid of them. In Exodus 7, 11 through 12 and 22, two men who were court magicians in Pharaoh's court they opposed Moses. You go back and look at it. I don't want to go through all the scriptures because it would just elongate the message. 
And so many of you complain about, well, it's too long, it's too long. So you can read the scriptures for yourself, except for those that I have to read for, for context. Uh, now, their names were not in Exodus. The names were in Second Timothy 3 and 8. And these men were dark wizards. And you remember uh, in the Bible where Moses would do something and they would come behind him and do the same thing. But you, you don't look at just the movies. Go back and read the word and see what all they were able to do and what all they were not able to do. Now, these men led Egypt's or Pharaoh's, you know, little magician court. But at the same time, they led Pharaoh astray because they were of the devil. Uh, and they they caused him to run into that Red Sea and cause his death. And that's what evil does. That's what sin does. It kills us. And sometimes it's a slow death. The, see, the devil has great power. Don't, 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 don't get that confused. He has great power, but he doesn't have all power. He has great influence, but he doesn't have all influence. The, don't take away from God. That's what the devil wants to do. Always is take away from God. But understand this. We belong to God. And we need not be afraid of them. Because God is all-powerful. God is omnipotent. God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. Huh? And listen, anyone who deals with the Ouija board and crystal ball and dark arts is basically deliberately determined to oppose God and to oppose God's word. You're going off on a different tangent. You're doing something totally in opposite direction of the Bible. So don't trust people like that and don't go to them for direction. That's the devil leading you to them so he can show you something and tell you this is your dead mother. This is your dead father. This is your dead uncle. That ain't, that's, the, that's a spirit talking, yes, but it ain't your dead uncle. They're using the dead uncle's voice to fool you, to get you to be afraid of the devil. And these people are all satanically driven. And that's why the Bible says, don't, don't mess with that. Walk away from that. Run from that. Now, the names of these men, if you look at 2 Timothy 3 and 8, was Janus and Jambres. And, and, and listen, these magicians were not new. They're all over the Bible. It's just now we're talking about the ones in Pharaoh's court. But understand this, they were just mere men who sold their soul to the devil. And why did they do it, preacher? They did it in exchange for a little power and a little knowledge. You'd be surprised what man will do today for a little power and a little knowledge. And in fact, you'd be surprised what men will do for a few other things too. It's amazing what we will do just to get something. Huh? Not realizing what we got to give up. We just want to get what we want to get. And it's, it, it, it's not good, but that's just what we do as men. Now, in this incident with Moses, they were able to counterfeit the plague of the frogs. And even the blood and all the other stuff. But listen, listen. But when you look at the Bible, they could not remove the frogs 
that already existed. So see, they can counterfeit. They had power, but they didn't have all power. And, and you have to look at the Bible. Don't just look at movies like Ten Commandments and things like that, because that's a lot of that's drama. So in other words, the devil and his minions can cause pain and misery, even harm. But listen, they have no power to alleviate human suffering. They can cause problems, but they can't get rid of problems. See, that's, that's about God. That's not about the devil. <clears throat> that's not about him and his minions. And so when it came to the plague of lice, these same magicians, go back and read the word, had to confess that their powers were limited. In fact, this is what we heard them saying there in the word. This is the finger of God. This cannot be explained by natural causes. Go back and read the word. And then, of course, we know they were eventually overwhelmed by the plague of boils. And, and listen, listen, they were driven from Pharaoh's court in disgrace. That's Exodus 9, 11. And you can go back and read all of that in the ninth chapter of Exodus before with all of what happened. I'm not going to give you the whole movie of the Ten Commandments. That's not what this is about. I just want you to understand that we need not be afraid of them. And Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, 8 through 9, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest, which means brought forth unto men, as theirs was also. Just as Janus and Jambres were exposed, so will all people who think like that, act like that. Don't follow people like that. Huh? And these teachers fight truth just as Janus and Jambres fought Moses. They have dirty minds, warped, twisted, and have turned against the Christian faith. But they won't get away with this forever. Someday their deceit will be well known to everybody, just as the sin of Janus and Jambres. So I gave that to you in King James Version, and I gave it to you in the Living Bible. Paul used the word folly, if you look at it in King James, which means there's a lack of understanding. Why did they do that? They did that for a little power. They did that for a position. Huh? Those folk who are caught up in sin and poor judgment or, or constant error, just doing it over and over and over again. They just don't get it. Huh? And listen, some of these folk have bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, PhDs, but they still don't get it. It doesn't matter how educated you are. What matters is whether you surrendered your soul to the Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? And if you have, he'll touch your mind. He'll touch your heart. Huh? He'll lead your life. He'll guide you. But when you want to do your own thing because of your position or how much money you got, or what kind of house you got, or what kind of car you drive, 
God will let you. Huh? And the Bible says these people have no real understanding or true wisdom, and we don't need to be following them. And we don't need to be afraid of them. They don't have any answers for us. All they have is distress and problems and issues. Stop following these kinds of people and stop being afraid of them. You don't need to be afraid of them. Huh? They have no counsel. They have issues. Huh? They don't have anything to help the human existence and what's going on and what's relevant. What they're telling you is to get you to be afraid of them, to believe what they believe. And whatever is breaking our heart or our back, it's oblivious to them. They have no clue. Just like Janice and Jambres. And they'll have to say, uh, this is beyond me. Uh, now, they may not admit it, but it is. And eventually, even those who follow them will turn away, just like Janice and Jambres were turned away from the court because the Pharaoh realized, you know what? I thought you had something about you. Ain't nothing about you. And this is what, this is what I want you to understand. We're following pastors and we're following bishops and some of them call themselves apostles. How are they doing that? I don't know when they ain't seeing Jesus, but we following these people. Why? And we are afraid that if we don't, something might happen. What are you afraid of? Follow the word of God. Follow the spirit of the Lord. Huh? These, these folks are ridiculous. But yet, people follow them. And these men were wicked to the core. That's what the Bible says. And the Bible says they have depraved minds and hearts. And some of these people we're following, some of these pastors, some of these so-called teachers and apostles and whatever they call themselves, and bishops, they... You know they ain't right, and yet you're afraid not to follow them. So you join their church and you join their crowd. You see the stuff they're doing, and you don't just hear it, you see it, and yet you stay there. Why? I like the way Charles Stanley said, he said, when you get to a church and you're not being taught and your family's not being helped, it's time for you to go. You got to go somewhere where you can be blessed and encouraged and uplifted. Huh? The Spirit is speaking to you. You don't need to be afraid of them. You don't need to follow this. You need to get up and move along. Huh? You got a family to raise. You got a marriage. You, you, got, you got a relationship with the Lord that needs to be blessed and encouraged and fed and uplifted. Huh? And listen, on top and under the surface of all of this mess that's going on with these people who claim to know be in the know and rubbing that crystal ball and all that other nonsense. The, under the surface lies darkness and moral corruption. I mean, you see them on TV and people go into these little places. It would Madam Hop Bop and all the rest of them. And, 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 and the table starts shaking. That's because they got a battery operated or whatever. And somebody starts speaking. And they got speakers going on. Somebody in the back room, they know the voice. They say, let, let me hear. Do, do you have a phone call or anything about your uncle's voice? And then they take that and put other words. Don't be fooled by these people. Huh? They constantly want you to join them. They constantly want you to join their party. So you can be corrupt like them. Huh? And this is why God always exposes these charlatans. Now, it may take time. 
And I don't want to start calling names of preachers who've been exposed. You know who they are. They got away with it for a long time. God gave them an opportunity, gave them a chance. And then when they didn't, God turned the lights on and everybody could see they wasn't about nothing. People used to say, well, if so-and-so can't make it, I can't make it either. Why, why are you comparing yourself to them? When what you ought to be doing, <coughs> excuse me, is, is looking at the word of God, comparing yourself to that. Huh? And think about it. Who are the deceived ones and who are the ones that are beguiled into joining a cult? People who feel lost, people who are searching and people who are listening to the dark arts and they get led into some stray place, you know, where they're supposed to eat a certain food and be a certain way. Nothing to do with the word of God. And they're trying to get you to fear, telling you only trust them. See, that's the opposite of what you should be doing. Men and women who join these cults, they have no idea what they're in for. And they're depraved. Their mind is searching in the darkness for light. How are you going to find that? Huh? Not even realizing what they're caught up in. You got to run from that mess. And you don't need to be afraid of them. When you're going through something and you're going through your changes, that's the time to get on your knees and have a little talk with Jesus. Huh? You can't keep ignoring the truth of God's word. And then have the nerve to think everything's going to be fine. No, it's not. Not when you're ignoring the truth of God's word. Huh? Too many people are looking in the wrong places for answers. Where you looking? There's no answers there. Huh? Those folk are trying to get you to trust them, and they do it through fear, trying to make you think if you don't, this can happen, that can happen. No, that's happening because you're over there. Huh? Those who truly want God. The Bible says, you can find him. He is not far away. Look it up. It's right there in the Bible. We don't have to be deceived. The Lord knows those who are his. And Paul says, he will not let his children go. Second Timothy 2.19 says, nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm. Sealed with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. You can't keep messing around with them. You can't keep running with them. You can't keep doing what they do and yet claim you know the Lord. Because if you really do, the Lord's going to snatch you. He's going to snatch you. And you, you and the Lord have a talk and find out what that means. If you really belong to the Lord, God is not going to let you keep doing what you want to do. He's going to send something into your life to let you know this ain't cool. This is not right. And if you don't listen, he's going to send something else. And then he's going to say, you know what? Come on home. If you really belong to him. If he's just letting you go and leaving you alone, you're a bastard. You ain't got no daddy. huh? You're on your own. You better hope that God comes after you. Then you at least you know that, okay, the Lord don't like this. This is ugly. That's right. Huh? You just can't live as you please. 
and yet claim to know God. That is not how it works. You claim Christianity. You said you were a Christian. That's of Christ. You got to act like it. You got to treat people right. You got to love folks. You got to forgive folks. That prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. That's just not something you just talk. That's real. That's something you should be living. huh? And those who are doing their own thing, you don't have to be afraid of them. They have cast their lot with the darkness of this world. Don't worry about them. Pray for them, let them go. But you follow the word of God. And understand, people who do all that other stuff, they are rotten to the core. When an apple is rotten and got worms in it, you can't save that apple. Let it go. Huh? You can't. Don't be praying for the devil. It's ridiculous. He made his choice. Huh? And, 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 you know, you got a lot of preachers sitting up there and you see them on television and you, and you hear them praying for the devil. That is confusion and darkness. And don't go there. Don't feel the pressure of thinking you've got to join that crowd that claims to know the truth, and yet they're getting further and further and further out to sea. Listen, we may be in their presence, and they may appear to grow in strength and numbers and large churches and all that, but don't you fear them, and don't you fear what they're doing. You trust God. You keep your faith in God. And listen, in due time, God will bring them to judgment. That has nothing to do with you. That's none of your business. When it happens, how it happens, that's up to God. You follow God. You follow God's word and leave them to God. All of their spiritual impotence will be brought to light. It will be made manifest. Uh, and I like the way the Bible says it in, in Matthew 15, 13, and 14. Let the wheat grow with the chaff and God will separate it when he sees fit. He says, don't judge people. You don't need to be calling folks out. You look in the mirror, you see one person, you get that person right. You don't judge other people, what they're doing morally or whatever else. That's between them and God. You love them. You say, brother, I'm accepting you as just a co-worker. How you live morally, that's none of my business. You're just a co-worker to me. And, 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 and telling you a good co-worker. Huh? And, and leave all that judgment out. You want to win folks to Christ. You want to show them that you love them. Stop judging them. Let the wheat grow with the chaff and leave the judgment to God. We're done. I, I'm, I, all this long preaching, I'm trying to get away from that. I'm trying to make a point and, and run it in and let you grab it and let the spirit of the Lord touch you. Come on, come on, choir. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And, 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 and I don't know about you, but I don't want to prolong things when it comes to trying to help somebody, when it comes to trying to reach somebody and the doors of the church are open stop being afraid of people and people's involvement in things where they're trying to get you to join 
their group. And realize the only one you really need to be afraid of is God. And that fear is not a fear like, ooh, I'm scared. That fear is a reverence. That fear is a respect because you know who he is. You know he opens blinded eyes. You know he unstops deaf ears. You know when you go through a divorce, he's right there to lead you and guide you. Tell you how to deal with it. Give you peace. You know, when you lose your job, he's right there to say, that's okay. I got another job for you. Better than the last one. You know, when you lose your home, he's right there so that you're not homeless. That's the God we serve. So the doors of the church open. Won't you come? You brother. How about you? You sister. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. 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 God bless you. Come on. Come on. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Jesus. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Stop listening to all this other mess and accept Jesus. That's where the answer is. That's where we're going to get blessed. That's where we're going to be encouraged. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Oh, we bless your name. We thank you that we know you are all powerful. You are almighty. You are everywhere at the same time. You're omnipresent. Oh God, we thank you right now and bless right now. Somebody's listening. Somebody's going through some stuff. And somebody got all scared and afraid because of somebody told them something. Somebody led them somewhere. But Lord, I ask right now that you, your Holy Spirit, would lead them to your word that you would bless them and encourage them and uplift them and give them peace and give them comfort and show them the way in this new year, God. You are the answer for the world today. Above you, there is no one. And so I ask now that you touch their life and give them direction. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you for the answer and the blessing. Amen. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministry Weekly Encouragements by Nam Ware. God bless you. Won't you tell a friend? Amen and amen.